The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, October 9th, and we have a Thursday night football game to break down between the Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. Unfortunately for my mentions, the mm. Bears won 20-19. to I think it surprised everybody with their victory. I don't want to take away from it, but they were 3 of 10 on third down. They did finish with 243 total yards, averaging 4.1 yards per play. They couldn't really run the ball. They weren't very good on offense for most of the game, but they won. They won. What are you going to do about it? They won. They're four and one now. And they, those Bears fans are up in the old Minchies. They are letting me have it right now. So Ryan Wilson and uh, John Breach, do I owe Bears fans an apology? That was going to be my first question. Are you right now on the Thursday night? post-game podcast, going to at- apologize to he who shall not be named, Joe Musso, and the rest of the Bears fans. I will apologize to Joe Musso. I, well, Joe Musso wanted everybody cut halfway through the game. Yeah, maybe uh, Bears fans need to apologize to, to themselves. Right. <laughs> I will, right. I will not apologize to Tom Fernelli, Bears fan, uh, friend of the podcast, friend of mine in real life, co-worker of ours. Yeah. Uh, because Tom, Matt Snyder. What's that? Matt Snyder too. I forgot him. I don't. Want to I'll apologize him. to Matt Snyder. Snyder texted uh, me after the game. He was like four and one in your face. Oh, he did. Yeah. Uh, he actually just texted me a picture of a, a giant bear like wiggling around and like dancing. It was pretty funny. Um, it, yeah, I'm going to apologize to what's his face in law school. No, screw that guy. Law school. Yeah, law school. Like, if you, if you, this guy tweets more than I do yeah, about he does. sports <laughs> and movies. And this Arsenal. Is, this is blank McBlanker. Your son ain't doing anything. <laughs> he is at law school tweeting about sports. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Surprise. Oh, we got a surprise. No. <laughs> He's on the podcast. <laughs> oh. So, oh, what a great surprise. Oh, fantastic. So she- oh, what a big jam. So I, uh, I had this return. Dude, had- you sneaky little S ball. Good job by you. So Sean, Sean's wearing his Brinson hat, hat sucks as he should be. Literally as you called in, <laughs> Beetlejuice. Brinson was crushing you about not doing anything at <laughs> law school, how your mom's wasting her and your dad's money. And, uh, to prove the point, Devo got you, got you on the call. 
What's up, man? How you doing? I had to come by because I had to thank Will Brinson for <laughs> continuing to pick against the Bears. And, like, I should have known when he released his preseason standings and he had the Lions at first in the Bears' class. Like, I should have known we were guaranteed to get to at least nine, ten wins just by him doing that. And then every week he doubles down. The Bear- Look, I got it after week one. That was a, a terrible win. I'm not going to take credit for it whatsoever. But every single week, and Ryan has been like the only person on this podcast, and I hate to give Ryan a lot of credit here, but a couple of weeks ago, Brenton said the Bears are acting like they're 3-0, and and Ryan <laughs> finally came back and said, well, they are 3-0, and and that's why they're acting like they're 3-0. and Now, I hate to be the guy defending Brenton here, oh, Sean. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you forced – you come on the podcast, you've been here for 30 seconds, and you have me defending Brenton. You just said he was justified to do it because week one win was terrible. Well, their week two win was terrible. Their week three win was terrible. They lost in week four. So I understand why Brenton hasn't exactly jumped on the Bears bandwagon. Here's, here's the thing, though. You start winning enough games. It's hard to win football games in the NFL. You start. I understand one bad win, not indicative of things to come. If you keep stacking wins, um, I, I think that that matters, even if they don't look pretty. And I don't think the Bears the rest of the way are ever going to look pretty playing football. But the fact of the matter is that their defense is good enough for them, their offense to hang around in games. And Foles is streaky enough that he can get hot for a couple of drives. And this isn't to say the Bears are a good team. I'm not going to say they're on the level of other three or four win teams. I don't think they're bad, though. And that's what I've been hearing nonstop from this guy in the bottom left corner is that the Bears are bad. The Bears are fine. And they're four and one with an expanded playoffs. They're probably headed for the playoffs statistically. All right. So, oh, ho, ho. All right, so uh, should I tweet out this picture of you on the Zoom call or let people be surprised by the no, fact? No, let them know. I kind of think it's better if you just let it play. All right. Surprise them. I don't know. So yeah, look, you're a law school student. What do you know about social media? Yeah. Yeah. Law school student on a school look, night drinking look, beer. Look, I will say this. Sparkling water. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it in the face. On this Bears thing, I I get it. I it's that is that is fine. Um, they should it. probably be. I mean, can't we agree that the Bears should be? But they're not. That's the point. <laughs> That's a... one in four. Say it, Brenton. But you the record. No, 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 you want to no, say? No, no. If you're gonna do this, uh, the Bears should be. All right. Well, let's give the benefit of the doubt on luck. They should be two and three. Okay. Yes, they, because this game was not lucky. You can say neither team played good football. That, I, all right. Well, all right, what was let's, lucky well, let's, about it? Well, let's, let's not, let's not, look, you're here. You can talk some bears. We don't need to do this full, um, dunking all over me. Nobody wants to hear that for 15 or 25. That's the only reason I can't. Brenton, if the bears make the playoffs, I think you should let bears fans dunk on you by getting a dunk tank. I'll except- do it. Except we fill the dunk take with like five bears, marinara sauce, and <laughs> and bears, bear no, cubs, no. Bear, bear cubs. Fur. We don't want them to maul you. Like bear fur and Vaseline. Um, so you it would coat your body, Ryan. Gotcha. Uh, all right. So, Sean, here well, here's my first question because I was in a heated text thread exchange with Pete. I would kick Prisco uh, and Nick Costos and Jamie Eisenberg over Bruce Arians' decision to take the field goal and take the lead on fourth and one inside the, I believe inside the red zone yeah. with roughly four and a half minutes left. And I'll, I'll pull up the exact uh, stuff here. On the, on I was the- fine with that. And I'm pro go for it all the time. This is such a Brinson move because he's getting demolished by me and he knows he's bringing up something that I'm going to agree with him on. No, it's not. I mean, it's he's I, trying to ally with me. No, you're, I would have, I literally got yelled at, not yelled at. I got, I got told 
to keep the podcast short. And then Debo, who's like, let's keep it 25 minutes, then brings you on as a guest, <laughs> which is obviously going to make this go. Yeah, an we haven't even talked about anything specific from the game yet. That's, and we're like 10 minutes in. <laughs> Debo informs me that's out the window for tonight. I, look, and credit to Debo for planning. I, how was this a it win or lose or just win right last second thing? How planned was this? Right after the game ended. I was settling in to read 20 pages and then Devo texted me. Uh, I was like, well, I, to answer your question, I know where you're going with this because you love Brinson, the do what the other team's fans don't want you to do. I wanted him to kick the field goal. Um, (laughs) because if they don't get the fourth down, my thinking is that the Bears are probably going three and out because they're not going to be aggressive and they're just going to punt the ball right back to the box and they are in the exact same situation where they only need a field goal. Yeah. Um, and I also did not want in the, was it the first quarter? Whenever they went for the fourth and one at their own 19. Their own 19. That's, that's what I, I, w- I wanted them to go for it for the simple reason that like, I just thought the bears at that point offense was so bad that even though I thought they might get it, it was, I would rather take the risk and get the ball at the 19 yard line. So uh they kicked from Chicago's seven yard line on fourth and one. If you go, for, I think to me in, uh, Edge Sports points out that there was, uh, I think they gained 2% in terms of win expectancy. Maybe, unless it was 0.2 and I read that wrong. Um, they lost 8% pre-snap by deciding to kick it in win expectancy. And that played out in real time. Here's the thing for me. Uh, a fourth and one on Chicago seven and you are trailing 17 to 16. Yep. Worst case scenario, you don't get it. As Sean points out correctly, I think. The Bears are running with David Montgomery three times and punting it as hard as they can. Hoping which is, lose their a, which is an argument for kicking it. Get the three points, and then your defense can dominate a really terrible Bears offense. No, Why because if you're up by one point. You're going to get another look to kick. Like, you're going to get another chance to kick because you're getting the ball back at, like, your own 35 at worst if they bomb the punt. I'm saying that's yeah, but that's what you want if you're if you're the Bears because the, the Buccaneers – the Bears' defense played well. I thought the field goal made sense also because you want to have the lead. Do you want to have the lead or do you not have the lead, not have the lead with under five minutes left right. to play? Like, if this is the third quarter, I think you absolutely go for it, it no questions asked. Under five minutes left to play it's, against it's the Bears' defense that you had trouble moving the ball on, I'm I'm getting out to the lead because there's no guarantee that I'm going to be able to drive down the field again on the Bears' defense. I, I understand that argument. I, I was My point is just that the middle situation where it's like best – it's not the best case, but it's not the worst case is – you pick up the fourth down and you still have to kick anyway. And you've just melted a bunch of time off that, that Nick Foles can't use. And the Bears are going to have to try to be more aggressive, et cetera. And then best case scenario, you punch in for a touchdown, you get the two point conversion, you're up seven and Foles has to go get a touchdown. To me, going up two points, even though it's the lead and it's, it's awesome. Like the Bears can get within field goal range. And I know no Bears fans are confident in their field goal kicking. And there was no reason to be confident based on what we saw the previous 50 minutes. I mean, they were throwing checkdowns all day, and David Montgomery is running in the back of his lineman. Well, and I think that's the thing where analytics clashes with a coach's feel of how the game's being played out so far. Because what Bruce Arians had seen in the second half is if we get this lead, uh, the Bears went three and out on their first drive. The Bears went three and out on their second drive. And the Bears had a short drive where they kicked a field goal. Like he, he loved the way his defense was playing. So his thought process was we'll get the lead, shut them down, game over. That's I it. don't think it, it's cut or dry either way. Like I think 
you can say what me and Brenton are saying, and I'm just going from the perspective of how I felt as a Bears fan in that, that moment. Anything. Like, you're like, please kick it. please. Don't. Because I think the Bears can go down and kick a field goal. I have a hard time believing they can score a touchdown against that defense. I mean, they're, they're, the Bears' two touchdowns, and they, they only got two of them, were scored the final two minutes of the first half, and it was sort of like just this weird flurry of Nick Foles blacking out and going YOLO and making some big time throws, which Nick Foles is prone to do. It wasn't and one, one came from the turnover, Keyshawn Vaughn fumble in the middle of the field. That's right. Which was actually ruled incomplete originally. And then on review, because it was under two minutes ruled a penalty of initially. I know. <laughs> overturned. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it, it's one of those things where it is personal choice. There is as Pete Brisket, Pete Brisket is like game flow, idiot. I would kick. Take the points. Game flow. Game flow matters. So does opponent. Like, yeah, of course it does. I, I get why he kicked. I wasn't like apoplectic at the time. It's just sort of as it was happening, you're like, man, this feels okay. like it's going to bite him. Let in me hand. throw in that on the very next drive where the Bears punted on fourth and eight from their own 33, analytics also said you should have gone for it there. And I wanted them to go for it. Oh, see, and- I, thought, I thought you punted there if I was – and that's another thing. That's where Matt Nagy says, do I trust my offense more to convert a fourth and eight or do I trust my defense more to stop the Bucks? And if I'm Nagy, I trust my defense more, even though the numbers, without taking any of that into account, say you should go for it. And so I thought Nagy made the right decision there going against. And I, I mean, it worked out. Well, that, that, that's a fair point. I mean, it was, four, it was fourth and eight at your own 33. At that point, I think with um, 2.59 left, so you had the two-minute warning and you had all three of your timeouts. And you, I mean, you felt like the Bucks would probably be conservative. They came out and ran the ball the first time. Rojo got smashed in the backfield. And then Tom Brady threw twice. It was both incomplete. It's like, ooh, you shouldn't, probably should have been conservative and run the ball. Well, that- and also the, and the Bears def- pass defense, I think, is probably among the tops in the league, if not the tops in the league. And they're not very good against the run. Um, and Rojo was incredible for, for most of that game. So as a Bears fan, that was my fear is that they were just going to run it three times and pick up a first down. And so I was almost relieved seeing Brady drop back to pass because that's playing into what the strengths of the Bears defense is. Hey, you remember a few weeks ago when I said that Gronk is washed and not everyone was super happy with the way that I phrased it? <laughs> he's, he's, he sucks. <laughs> Jeez. That's I, a, that was your reaction two weeks ago. He is not good, and it's not his fault that Brady keeps targeting him. He looks like he looks like me climbing out of bed every morning. I was going to say, if you put on, if you gain five inches and a hundred pounds or whatever, and we told you to run routes, that's what you would look like. You would look like Gronk. What does it say about the Buccaneers' offense? But that the guy that Ryan says is washed up was their second leading receiver. Now Chris Goblin's out. Scotty Miller had a groin injury. He still played. We know that. Um, Mike Evans was banged up from getting hurt, but he played as well. Who's uh, the, who is, uh, 88 Hudson? Why, and why is he, is he like, is he a stunt double for Cameron Braid? What is yeah, he doing here? He is 100% a hundred percent stunt double for Cameron. What is he doing? He's like, he's like, oh, Braid. It was like Hudson. Who the F is Hudson? And by the way, the leading, the, the team's leading receiver, Tyler Johnson's a rookie fourth round pick or fifth round pick who I don't think played the first few Shout weeks. Shout out to RJ White. You said play him for 200 bucks in DFS. I think he was in the winning lineup. Yeah, nowhere on that list will you see Scotty Miller's name, who I started in fantasy. That's right. Uh, Ryan Wilson's unbelievable streak of uh, – <laughs> it's, it's, uh, is it two – so back-to-back games of starting wide receivers on your fantasy roster with zero points uh, despite receiving – Scotty, you get a target? Since no. we have Sean here, i got to ask him this question. 
Sean, How long are you staying, by the way, Sean? Are you staying the 10 whole more minutes. I have like 21 pages and I have a practice midterm. Class, Sean, so. when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took a 13 to nothing lead with 7.03 left in the second quarter, what was your confidence level on a scale of one to a hundred with one being the absolute lowest? We have no chance of winning. A two. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, to like, I mean, it would be a one with any other bad team, but like the bears had pulled enough things out of their butt over the course of the season that like, and it was 13. That was the key. And the bears defense didn't play well early. I don't think they played well by their standards, but the fact that they were holding them to field goals was keeping them around. Um, no, I didn't feel good. I mean, I tweeted about Tyler Bray, Taylor Bray. I don't even know his first name. And I was almost like, this guy's active. Like, Nick Foles is not hitting five-yard wide-open passes. There's that one, in the first drive of the game, that third down, Allen Robinson wide open. Um, and then there was the deep bomb that could have been a touchdown if he puts it in front of the receiver. And it kind of felt like, oh, my God, we're heading back to Trubisky if this whole game doesn't go well. That's what it honestly felt like it was trending. Towards. I don't know if you heard, Sean, but I think Nagy said that this is um... – What's his face's job? Nick Foles' job for the rest of the year. Oh, did he actually say that? I, I heard that maybe on NFL Networks. So I don't know if Nagy's it came out of his mouth. Someone reported it. So I think that's the word on the street. Well, I'm happy because I mean, <laughs> he didn't like, look great. But I mean, to your point, they are winning ugly. And if you stack these wins and then Nick Foles pulls a Nick Foles and then he reels off three or four in a row, and you know, next thing you know, they're nine and two and Brinson's been shamed <laughs> off Twitter. Uh, yeah, come on, let's settle down, right? It, it, it is pretty ironic that I spent all of last season calling the Packers frauds for like not looking good and winning a bunch of games, and now like the but this is different. Just, like, this is this is like worse, though. they look worse. No, they, it's like oh, uh, yeah. it's like the I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like this. It's like a super homeless, <laughs> crippled man's version of the Seahawks from last year. Does that make sense? Like a like a, not, like a uh, homeless like a, version of the Seahawks. I don't see any similarities between yeah. the Seahawks. Just, and the Seahawks. Let's say like the, the 2017 Bills with Nathan Peterman. No, I'm there saying, we like, go. I'm saying, oh yeah, yeah, like the yeah. No, the Seahawks kept having to pull off these ridiculous second half comebacks. And then the that Bears, was all. That was all Russ. I don't know. I don't know I, how this. It's, it's, it's the, it's the like, exact it's opposite. Like, it's like the the Seahawks without Russ. Like how how are they doing this? There's no reason they should be doing this. Uh, but, but look, credit to them. They're four and one. You're right. They probably are going to the playoffs. And I mean, you know, Foles was 30 or 42 for 243 yards, a touchdown and a pick. The pick, not really his fault. I, I guess. I mean, Allen Robinson, you'd think he'd be used to playing with terrible quarterbacks so long that he would have yes. learned how to pop it up in the air. Uh, just, you know, slap it down, knock it away from him. David Montgomery, I actually thought looked really good, but the Buccaneers run defense is, is very stout. Uh, Allen Robinson is his typical self. Jimmy Graham is somehow yeah. working out as a signing. He no, he, no, I mean, he, he just te- he catches touchdown passes. He is he, Jimmy Jimmy Graham is is not good. That touchdown catch was amazing, but there's a, there's a throw over the middle that was broken up where he stuck his arms out like behind his body to try to catch the pass. I don't know what that was. He's it's like he's not trying half the time. He has not been he has not the had same a great player year. for the last. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's Let me ask you this. Well, so, by the way, after tonight, quick update on uh, on Nick Foles' statistical line, or I mean, uh, Jimmy Graham's statistical line. He now on the season has twenty eight targets, seventeen catches. I can't do math. One hundred and sixty nine <laughs> yards right. and four touchdowns. The four is great. Yeah, that is crazy. He's doing better than Gronk. I mean, I'll give him that. But then he's again, not, he's not good, but I, like, and I'm not going to defend the signing because I still think it sucked. But 
he still performs an important fuck. Yeah, and the Bears are so bad at putting the ball in the end zone that, like, he actually does play an important role in the team. Again, not defending the signing whatsoever. And, like, Cole Komet has done absolutely nothing, which makes that draft pick also look terrible. But, like, he does perform a function, at least. He's do we very all specialized. Do we all agree that the last play notwithstanding, just exclude that, that Tom Brady got outplayed by Nick Foles on Thursday night? Tom Brady's Nick Foles a- had a total Nick Foles game where he looked like crap. He looked like <laughs> he couldn't play in the XFL for one and a half quarters, and he looked like Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles for two and a half quarters, and then Tom Brady looked like a 43-year-old man trying to play football for the whole game at, you know, a Tom Brady 43-year-old man level, so... I don't know. I wouldn't say it was obvious. Okay. Well, look, we'll talk about Tom Brady after the break. And, you know, Sean has to go pretend that he has to do work because Lord knows we can't have his parents listening to this podcast and be like, wait, why are you on for 60 minutes? I, thought I will, know. but I will be back when the no, Bears no. are eight and one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to get a life update from you. Uh, what's, uh, I don't have a life. How is Colorado? It's good. How are the edibles? The same as they were in California. All right. So you live where, um, are you still dating the uh, same girl? I still am. Okay. Uh, is there, you know, anything serious on the horizon? In terms of what? You know, babies, rings. <laughs> and are you going to make the announcement on the podcast? In terms of, yes. No. We need to know. We need to check in. The, the listeners. It's, I don't think they want a dating check-in. They want to check in on your life. What's going on? How's law school? What, is that a baby in the background? What is going on here? You is this, to by the way, is this What's... on YouTube? Yeah, it is on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I wore the hat then. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> literally all <laughs> I do now. Around all the, you're walking around campus in that thing. <laughs> campus is closed. Um, all I do is read. So, uh, so <laughs> ironically, you left. What do you read? Yes. Like Bears and Bears or like, like Amelia C- Bedelia? He reads the CBA like 24-7. Pretty much. I mean, you know how, like, I was like, I'm not bothered to read the CBA. It is literally that for like 10 hours a day. And then I sleep and then I wake up and I do it again. Are you, are you, have you picked up like an Adderall habit? Like, what's going on? No, man. Like, you're just I'm, reading, I'm you're capable. Just reading yeah. Lost, lost to us. So reading about the Sean, world. you don't work for CBS anymore. You can be as forthcoming right. as you want. I do, not, I do not take Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> just put that on the record. That's right. fine. It's nothing wrong with it. I'm just. By the way, before Sean goes, I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter. Brady did not shake Nick Foles' hand after the game. He ran. That could be a COVID thing, right? Where's he shaking? Yeah, you're not supposed to shake hands. Everybody who has been shaking hands has actually been breaking NFL policy. No, no, no. What Ryan meant to say was he actually walked up to Brady and did like the the wrestling X chop. It's like gotcha again, sucker. Did you guys see the Brady eye roll when Max sacked him for like the third time? Yeah, he did not want to look at him. He he there's a great video where like Mac is just staring at him on the ground. And Brady, like the camera zooms in and Brady rolls his eyes and looks away. Um, and then also, uh, the, who's the, who's the left tackle? The, the box. Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith is like trying to pick up, like trying to give Brady a hand and Brady like won't take it. And then Donovan's like, I'm sorry. I'm I think sorry. that was the same sack, by the way. <laughs> Don't look at me. And you start cussing everybody out. Uh, okay. We'll talk about the Buccaneers after the break. Sean, no, wait, wait, that was a terrible life update, by the way. Because I don't have a life. It's just, literally just reading. You just wake up, read law school stuff. He's somehow more hipster than he was before he left. <laughs> Give us a I, here's, here's the biggest. Uh, he's lived in Colorado wait, 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 for. Wait, wait. Here's the biggest indication two about months. how little of a life I have. 
Since I've moved from Oakland, I have watched two total movies. Wow. <laughs> two. And they were both. Which ones? Are they adult? <laughs> films oh god, they like... weren't even like good too. I don't even want to like say it, but actually one's good. I watched The Martian. Um, great. What are you talking about? And both of the movies were watched when Emily came to visit right before school started. So like, oh, I've been watching the movie alone. Yeah, that's the first time he's ever said her name on the podcast. Did you watch Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yeah, we watched, <laughs> we watched The Martian, which is a good movie. Um, oh, and then we Blart watched Mall Crawl, Cop. which is like a alligator movie. Did I you think. watch Corky Romano? No. <laughs> it's You're wasting your time in college and that's what, that's the stuff I was watching, Sean. Well, are you this is I, college. Do a little quick tour around the uh, the the place there. No, let's talk to you. <laughs> yeah, but, a YouTube exclusive tour. Like, what's going on here? Am I doing what? You have like a Nintendo sixty four. You play Goldeneye during the. Do day? you have no, a neighbor? I, do you have a neighbor that's going to get mad at you for talking late at night? I don't. know. I mean, I helped her. What, what's the? the other day, so. What is your friend? Or do you have like? Do you have law school friends, or how does that work in virtual law school? It's. I mean, I have people I talk to. Like we, everyone in the class is in like a group me. And you go get like years or like what's what's um not for like a month or so because we had another like order come down like forbidding anyone from hanging out um because cases were spreading not at the law school but across the entire school. Sean Sean has a roommate who's Tom Brady's age. You do? Wait, you have a roommate? Yeah. Do you think yeah. on my fat income of going to law school, I can afford this? Wait, are you in a? Are you in a? Are you in a? Are you in a dorm? Or are you in a? No, I'm in an apartment. Oh, you're off campus. Is your roommate a baby, like, at my house? No, he's Tom Brady's age. Oh, Brady. You have a roommate that you didn't know who he was before you got there? No, I mean, we had chatted on the phone when I, like, tried to get the place. How old is he? I just told you. He's Tom Brady's age. <laughs> Nothing's changed, I see. Right? Just, no, I, 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 thought he was, I thought he was just making, like, a hyperbole thing. He, no, he's actually 43. Yeah. I guess, top- I guess I was like, what an old loser. I'm like, wait, that's, that's, that's older than me. <laughs> that's, that is me. That's me by, uh, yeah, it's younger. It's between me and Ryan. Um, what kind of music does he like? What are we doing? What? Is Debo- <laughs> You've lost every, you were supposed to get a break like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I was supposed to start reading. Debo has quit, by the way. We no longer what have a What kind of music does my roommate like? Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, I want to know, like, how does he, like, is he like, oh, this asshole's in I'll, No, no, I'll say I've gotten him into, I've gotten him into brand new, so. Oh my god! It's worked out well. It worked out well for him. Cyanide edibles. <laughs> uh, all right, I guess we'll let you go. Do I guess we'll let you go study? If I see another, if I see a tweet for about Arsenal or Chelsea or the Bears or anything, Chelsea. I don't know. You tweet about everything. You think we get you to stop tweeting about like Chelsea or Arsenal or? Whatever. Music, you just won't stop doing Real quick before before I go, Brinson, who are you picking for the Bears next game? For me, I don't know who we're playing, I'll be honest, but can you it's just Carolina. Oh, if, if Brinson does not pick the Bears over the Panthers, that means he's got he's gone full Brinson where he is just picking against them to spite Bears fans. Right. Which, yeah. which is possible. Or or for me, because I, I think that like again I, I'll tell you what, let's make a deal. Yeah, make a deal. Bears Panthers will have a bet. If the I haven't gotten paid win, for the last bet, so I'm a little bit. If the, if the Bears win, I will not only fulfill my 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 uh, clothing obligations to your family. Oh my god! <laughs> this is you already. But I will also. I will also mail you, uh, a, a pint like or a a a, a, a collection. Now oh, stop. Of Why? Carolina's finest cuisines. And, and, uh, and adult beverages to your, to your, your 
little place with your 43 year old roommate. Um, in exchange, if the, now if the Panthers win, you have to mail me Colorado's finest. <laughs> Are you asking me to commit a felony live? Well, on I'm the- asking you to, to, <laughs> to me so some, thank uh, you. you're a warrior. You interpret it incorrectly. Rocky Sean. Mountain oysters. That's all I'm looking for is Rocky mountain oysters. You can get those in North Carolina. Yeah. You can get those. You get down to a local farm and chop off. <laughs> yeah. nuts. I'm just saying, Sean, I'm we can- trying to think of a better bet. Yeah, because here's the thing. If the Panthers win, there was no way on, on planet Earth Brinson was going to fulfill his end of the bargain anyway. <laughs> exactly. No, if the Panthers win, I'm going to eat some of Colorado's finest cuisine. That's what I'm saying. And Sean wearing the T-shirt his mom's supposed to get. Exactly. That's right. That, I don't that's even know the... if my mom wants it anymore, to be honest, now that I'm not on the podcast. You're, you're literally on the podcast right now. He's not getting paid not like, for free. Yeah, not my <laughs> crappy... You know, I'm back, donating I'm back his time. Yeah. All right, Sean, before you go, what are you reading? What, 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 tell us in 10 seconds so we can get out of here. Civil procedure. Oh, God. Or as they call it in the business, Civ Pro. Oh. You're lucky when Brenton was offering to perform a contract that he had already promised to do that I didn't go into contract legal talk because I was almost about to. My yeah, I, I'm, I, I've been a certified paralegal. My dad's a lawyer. I can okay, it's time to cut okay, off, Sean. Yeah, we're, we're done. No. All right, Sean. Are you kidding me? He's asked me what my roommate listens to. <laughs> Actually, you. funnily enough, he listens oh. to a lot of like Colin Cowherd, like first take. Like it's it's a reminder that like a lot of people not I don't I guess, guess I can diss first take and Colin Cowherd. I'm not this <laughs> anymore. But like it's a reminder that like people who aren't like on Twitter and aren't like on the internet, there are people who actually do consume this like every single day, like in the your, background. Your roommate is like He's like, I gotta read some Cipro, and like fires up first. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith's just like jabbering in my ear. Stab my face in the eyeballs. And- in, in his defense, that's to drown out the brand new and Sean talking stupidly about Arsenal. I need this to focus. He's like, well, that's fine. I need this too. <laughs> and cranks up first take. All right, buddy. It's uh, bye, Sean. Good, good to see you about. guys. See you guys when the Bears are eight and one. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, that's the Bears talk for the podcast. Oh, man, I got to Diva. So when, how long have you been thinking about that? That's a good plan. That was good. That was well planned. You know, I, I mean, it was all cultivated because of you and, and your Bears hatred. You know, at, at some point I knew that I wanted to bring Sean back onto the podcast at some point during the season, but you definitely spurred that on over the past couple weeks. Today, especially, and, and the Bears' four and one start didn't hurt uh, matters. So after the game, send him a quick text. I don't. Hey, know. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, Sean's been just vindicated all season. The Sean McVay, Doug Peterson game, and now the Eagles look Ooh. like trash. This has just been the year of Sean, but he's not here to gloat anymore, which is probably for the best. It, it is. Um, I, it was unbelievable when I'm like, like ranting, like thrashing Sean. Yeah, like, that's great timing. And I heard, I was like, who's entering the Zoom? Oh no, it's definitely Sean. It's Brenton sucks. Yep. Where did Brenton sucks at? Anyway, hey, look. Uh, but you know what? At least I didn't forget it was, uh, fourth down, like Tom Brady did. Uh, Bruce Arians, as, uh, Breach notes in Slack, claimed after the game that Tom Brady did know it was fourth down. That's hard to believe, Breach, because Tom Brady throws a pass well past the sticks, an aggressive throw that was sort of like a, all right, if I get this on third down, then I, you know, if I, if I don't get this on third down, I'll have a shot on fourth down <laughs> and then holds up four fingers, which, you know, if you're on defense, no fingers. Offense, usually four fingers indicates it is, in fact, fourth down. Do you think, Breach, that Tom Brady knew it was fourth down? I, on a, there is zero percent of me that thinks Tom Brady knew it was fourth down. He had no idea what it was going. He's literally walking up to the ref trying to play the Tom Brady card. Like, I'm Tom Brady. You think I forgot what down it was? You guys messed up. I didn't mess up. You're giving us the fourth down. I'm getting on this field. I'm running this play, which would actually be fifth down. Uh, and so that was pretty mind boggling to see that because this is Tom Brady. He's been playing the NFL for 20 years. You don't see him make mistakes like this. And you know, what's funny is that one of Ryan Wilson's favorite lines is when I think of mistakes that teams and coaches make i always ask myself would a bill belichick coach team make this mistake and ironically enough i think the answer is no and now that tom brady is playing for the not as disciplined buccaneers this happens this was totally mind-boggling shocking i mean this is everything you just don't see someone like tom brady making a mistake like this i don't care what bruce arian said uh brady did not know what down it was i will say that like it's it's not it's worse, but it's basically the same thing as Brian Hoyer did for the Patriots at halftime when he took the sack. Yeah, but there's I mean, a difference. That's, that's halftime. That's not no, the fourth no, no, quarter. Getting his fourth down is way more embarrassing. And nope. not only that, the only thing that Brian Hoyer and Tom Brady have in common is that they, they're both humans. After that, the conversation <laughs> I played for the Patriots. I don't even know. If Born in California. I don't know if that's true about Hoyer. Yeah, I don't know. Brian Hoyer seems like he's a Midwestern guy. I will say this. I wonder what Ryan Jensen, the center, was thinking. Because remember late, uh, like in the second half, after uh, on one series, the Buccaneers, they had close to 455 penalties. And at the end of that drive on the bench, Tom Brady, I think, was just going absolutely eight dookie on Ryan Jensen for one of the, the one of the penalties and just ranting and raving like we've seen Tom Brady do before. I wonder what Ryan Jensen was thinking after Tom Brady held, held up the four, uh, like he had one more down after Tom Brady virtually, well, threw the, threw the game away. Like he, he targeted Cameron Brady on an impossible pass. Before that, I think he targeted Rob Gronkowski, who was not open uh, when he thought it was second down, and um, lost the game. And I also wonder why Bruce Arians – defended him after the Bruce Aarons has been shown he's willing to throw Tom Brady under the bus like he did a few weeks ago with those interceptions in the Saints game and this time he's kind of defending him which is with Brady you know Brady's not a rookie this is like Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert I would get why the coach is being protective you don't want to throw your rookie under the bus but Bruce Aarons has already done it so I was surprised that he uh, came out and defended him after the game well remember he sort of walked back the interception comment after the first week. And then he later walked back the Gronkowski comment um, when he told me, you know, we don't throw the tight ends in this offense. So you sort of, I mean, 
that's at least something to monitor going forward. Uh, this is not a game that the Buccaneers could not lose. I mean, they were three and a half point favorites when it closed. They opened up five and a half point favorites. They were up 13 to nothing. Felt like it should have been 17 to nothing. Easily. It would not have been a, it would not have been crazy if they blew out the, the Bears, but the I way mean, they lost is troubling. The way that they lost is troubling. What's more troubling, I mean, it's just they had a chance to really open up that division. And now the Saints are hosting the Chargers on Monday night. Uh, the Panthers are playing the Falcons. So that's going to be, you know, one of those teams. The Panthers could get the Panthers could get three and two. Panthers could be tied for first place. And then they just have to beat a winless team. And then they just have to beat the fraudulent Bears next week. And all of a sudden, Ooh. they're You know, one thing I will say about the Buccaneers, though, is that besides the fact that they need to do better, you know, like they got held to so many fields. You got to score a couple touchdowns on those drives. If you just get one more touchdown, you win this game. We already talked about the fourth and one, but I think one thing we did not talk about was the insanely horrible uh roughing the passer call on Shaq Barrett yeah, on on third and nineteen. You call that. And so that that was late in the fourth quarter. The Bears ended up punting anyway, but this is the difference between the Bears punting at their own sixteen and the Bears punting at their thirty-three. And a big reason that decision ended up working out, you know, that's the analytics when we talked where you could have gone for it. Uh is because the Bears pin the Buccaneers so deep. Well, you're punting from your own 16. You're not. It, you you shoot out a 50 yard punt. That's still only going to 34 yard line with no return. So, uh, and if you have a five yard return, now you're at the 40. The Buccaneers have really good field position, and that's a game changer because now you only need about 25 yards to get in field goal range to to add on to your lead. So that was. I mean, there were some very interesting officiating calls in this game, to say the least. 11 penalties for 109 yards for the Buccaneers. And I mean, I get that that Shaq Barrett penalty should have, you know, should have been 10 for like 90 something, but the Buccaneers were still doing a bunch of stupid things that whole game. Yeah. I spent, um, a good five minutes on the Pick Six podcast show on HQ on, on Thursday afternoon, extolling the virtues of how well this offensive line has been playing. And the lasting memory after Tom Brady holding up a four was Khalil Mack hip, hip tossing 320 pound Tristan Wirfs after a sack. And that is at Tristan Wirfs is a wrestler, by the way. Tristan Wirfs can jump out of a pool and land on the side of the pool. And Khalil Mack treated him like when you throw your kid around at the bouncy house and your kid's just going for a ride. Okay. Um, well, you don't toss your kid around the bouncy <laughs> house. Uh, yeah, I, I do, Ryan. And, and that, she, she, she can't even walk yet, so it makes it more fun. Yeah. Brent's space was the, the face of it. Seven months now? Is that no, right? Not yet. Six, six, six months old as of, uh, Wednesday, October 7th. So that's great. Six months and two days when people listen to this. I was texting my cousin who's, who's, you know, pregnant and she's, um, we just texted about something. She was like, I was like, so wait, what's the due date again? She was like, January. I was like, January. I was like, I thought, I thought you got pregnant, like found out you like you were pregnant like last week. What's happening? <laughs> you just don't, you don't see anybody for months. Yeah. And all of a sudden she did me, she was, yeah. Anyway, um, the Buccaneers were really sloppy. The Bears didn't do anything too stupid. It felt like for the most part, right? No. And their defense actually got better as the game went on to the point where Tom Brady got, got flustered. Yeah. I mean, and you mentioned, uh, Khalil Mack and that toss of Tristan Worse. He also had a move on, on Donovan Smith Ooh-wee. where Donovan Smith gets too far. He gets set too far outside and Mack's like, please, dude, and just glides inside. And, and Brad, I mean, you know, you would see this occasionally with the Patriots, but not very often where Tom Brady would just have to take, like you would see it all the time with Peyton Manning where a give, free, it, the give a, up sack. 
a free rusher would come flying in and he would just drop. You almost never saw that with the Patriots. Yeah. And then the give up sack, he had a few give up sacks. I mean, he was there for 20 years. I can think of like five. But the stat that I said today on Thursday afternoon been. was that he was getting sacked 3.1% of the time through the first four games. That's how well the offensive line had been playing. Last year in uh, New England, 4.2% of the time. Well, that flipped. So, yeah, there were a lot more give-up sacks on Thursday night, it felt like. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that, you know, you guys said the Bears never really shot themselves in the foot. But the Bears won this game. They only had two drives the entire game that went over 40 yards. And they won this game. And I thought one of the biggest uh, mistakes, even though he got hit pretty well, was uh, Vaughn's fumble with un- under two minutes left in the first half. They're punting, and the, and the Bears are probably, like, take, running the ball and taking knees. Exactly. And then instead, Chicago picks it up at Tampa's 27-yard line, and they score a touchdown four plays later. So instead of the Buccaneers being up 13-7 to at halftime, all of a sudden you're trailing 14-13. to And if you're the Bears, what are you good at? Your your defense is really good, and you're leading at halftime. So that gives you a little confidence, a little swagger going into the half. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that the Bears didn't have – they had one drive over 50 yards. Well, you know, in the second half – Is that right? Two? Yeah, I'm only seeing one over fifty. They had a field goal drive that was like fifty nine, and 40, then the, it was forty five. Oh, it was fifty uh, fifty nine. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And, then, and then a touchdown drive that was seventy five. I was looking at just offensive yards. Um, well, the the Bucks didn't have a single one over sixty in the second half. You know, I mean, they only had one over sixty in the in the in the first half. But I mean, like, including that. Sorry, I keep looking at the freaking uh, uh, gross. Anyway, they didn't have one over seventy. The Bears locked them down. They locked them down and we're not going to let them score a touchdown. And that's the difference. Like the Bucks settled for two field goals in the second half and the Bears were able to capitalize and do just enough to get the win to get the field goal. And look, that, I mean, it's a, it's an NFL season where we don't know for sure that everybody's going to play 16 games. Um, every win right now almost feels like, you know, like in, in DraftKings where like you, you designate a captain, you get one and a half points. Like a win right now, because you just don't know how you're gonna like how how who you're gonna have week to week. You know, a win is like one and a half points. It feels like. And the yeah. Bears—that means the Bears have six points right now. Six I mean, I was half joking that if the Titans uh, keep getting new COVID cases and the NFL never makes them forfeit, they're gonna get the number one seed in the AFC playoffs because they're gonna be three and zero. They're gonna be the only undefeated team, and that's kind of what you have here. And like the Buccaneers, we talked about the NFC South race for a second, but like. You just look at next week, their next game. They're playing the Packers. They could very easily be three and three after week six. And all of a sudden, we're talking, you know, it's not as bad as the NFC East, but we could see someone winning this division with just 10 wins. And we thought this was going to be a 12 or 13 win, uh, division winner. Here's what Tampa has coming up. Buccaneers. I mean, excuse me. Packaneers. Packaneers. (laughs) I love it. Packaneers. I'm going to hashtag Packaneers. (laughs) Packaneers. You just pulled a breach. Oh my God. There it is. <laughs> um, Green Pack- Bay Packaneers. Love it. What does a Packaneer mascot look like? <laughs> so you don't want to know. Uh, then they're at the Raiders, which feels like a game they should probably win. But, I but like the Saints lost in Vegas, you know, like that, that could go either way. Right. Uh, then they're at the Giants, probably win that. I'll agree with that. Saints at home. I think that's a coin flip game at the Panthers and then Rams at home. I and mean, then what's after that? I haven't expanded the little Google. The Chiefs. Oy. Then the Vikings. They do get the, their final four games are Vikings at home, 
at Falcons, at Lions, Falcons at home. That looked a lot tougher three weeks ago. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, December's winnable, but that's that. The, uh, you got to get knows there. What they're going to be? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, if you're at if you're at six wins going December, you're fighting for a playoff spot, needing to sweep those four games. Man, maybe seven teams now, but you need three or four, maybe something like that. But sure, but I mean, you're you're probably not feeling like you're winning the division. I mean, right. That's right. I mean, and by the way, week one we were really concerned about Tom Brady. Week five, I'm again now sort of concerned about Tom. Brady. I, know, I know. I know. Week four, we're like Brady's back. What if Brady's unlocked the Bruce Arians offense, and all of a sudden they can go vertical against anybody? And now it's like I'm a little worried about Tom Brady again. I, I now think, people were injured. We get all that, but again, everybody's injured, so that's not an excuse. Yeah, and dudes, they didn't make plays. They didn't. They didn't show up like a team that felt like they needed to execute at the highest possible level to beat Chicago. Which shouldn't have taken a lot, given how well, how poorly that Chicago offense looked. Well, and it's like, man, you go in there and beat Chicago, and you have ten days until you play Green Bay, and like you're four and because they would have been four and one, right? Yeah, maybe four and one. You're like, all right, we take that Green Bay. All of a sudden, like we feel like we're in the we're in control for the number one seed in the NFC, and now you're like, oh, we sort of really need to beat Green Bay at home just to. And breach. Is there any chance that this Green Bay Tampa game gets moved to Thursday? Uh, I, I think they would have announced it right now because Tampa would need to know. They need to prepare, you know, because they would start that preparation. Why would that the good? coaching staff would do it? What? Oh, because they're moving the because there's not going to be a Thursday game next week. If Bills Titans is Tuesday now, we don't have a Thursday game, uh, and and the only game on the schedule in Week Six that would make sense to move there was Green Bay versus Tampa because you had Tampa getting a full week's rest playing on Thursday, and you had Green Bay coming off the bye in Week Five, so they wouldn't have been too snubbed or, or too upset if that happened. Uh, but I think they would have announced that today with the rest of the changes because right. if they announced that, say, Saturday, Bruce Arians would be like, wait, so now I have to play on Thursday and I'm only getting four weeks of prep for this or four days of prep for this. So I would say probably not, but who knows? It's COVID well, times. Well, NFL will do anything. So the Thursday game was Chiefs-Bills. Right. right. But they don't know whether they're going to move it from Thursday yet until no, they know for sure that the Bills and Titans are playing. Right. It. So the Titans have to have zero positive tests from here Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it, and if that doesn't happen, then Chiefs Bills stays on Thursday night. Correct. Yes. So there's oh, no way. Okay. So they're either and don't don't forget that Thursday night is the presidential debate. Uh, no, is, no, no. Is the Joe Biden talking to people? They TV show. If they moved it to virtual. One candidate pulled out, the other candidate pulled out. So now, Breach, as Breach has pointed out, the, one of the candidates said he wouldn't do virtual. Right. Why not? That's a question that only. I pass all the time on virtual. That's a question only. Jason and Kennedy did a virtual debate. What's uh, virtual has a mute button, and some people don't like that. Okay, I guess it was Biden. By the uh, way, if any if anybody needs a mute button besides the presidential debate, it's me and Breach. <laughs> Love laughing at my own jokes. I think there's, I think what the NFL is hoping then is that they don't have to play a Thursday night game. That means they play the Titans Bills on Sunday and then they play Chiefs Bills on Sunday as well, the following Sunday. And there's just no Thursday game. And you get a buy from Thursdays, which frankly, guys, good for us, right? We get Tuesday football. I can take my wife on a date. Even though we don't leave the house, like no. I'll cook her dinner or something. I might do the same thing. Can we kept the baby alive for six months. That will be like the date theme. Okay, here's here's what we don't do. 
We don't tell our wives that there's no Thursday football until Thursday. Because <laughs> then if we do that, then somebody will flip. They'll be like, surprise, Vikings, Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pop-up game. It's like, right. That would absolutely happen. That's a date. Are you kidding me? Uh, okay. That's a Thursday night recap. I cannot believe Sean Wagner stopped by. Luke, I was Luke. just thinking how he was like, I was like, I can't, wait. I hope he listens to this little punk. Yeah, you were lighting him up too, and then he appeared. I just said, it's Beetlejuice, man. <laughs> like, no, I remember what I was saying. I just heard, bling, bling, and then just Sean. And if people are still listening to me, like, none of us had any idea this was happening. This Devo did not tip off me and Wilson so we could laugh at Brenton even harder. This was, we had no idea. That's pretty good, Devo. It's like a surprise birthday party. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, make sure and check out the Best Bets podcast. It's in the feed with myself. R.J. White, Kenny White, and Pete Briscoe. Of course, we will have our signature show, other signature show, on uh, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday recapping all the action from Week 5. See you guys soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.